Hello and welcome to the latest show. Today, I'm joined by Martin Ace. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Good. Well, Very good. Have you recovered from the from the gig in Swansea? Because you did a, a massive gig uh, in December, raising money for Forget Me Not Charity. Yes, it was great. I mean, what can I say? It was really good. There's yeah. been lots lots of great comments and feedback about the band from okay. new, new fans and fans that have followed the band since the late '60s. Great, cool. The band's been together now in one form or another. In fact, I remember reading a quote from I think it was Mickey saying that the Man Band is like an ocean liner and it can go along and go along but very li- very liable to sink and <laughs> <laughs> can have different crews which is, which is what i was coming <laughs> yeah, around okay all right that's a, that's a good one yeah okay i mean you've been you've been with the band uh, did you join in 1970 i think with the man album actually 69 i actually joined but anyway yeah but right with with the man first united artists album yeah taking you all the way back when i think the first time i saw the name martin ace was with the Jets. Yeah. Is, that, is that where music started for you? Well, no, not music. It was the first... Funnily enough, I was just thinking about it the other day. The first gig I did, it's a weird connection, but Sean... Is it Sean Phillips? Just has died recently. The actress. I think she's still with us, isn't she? No. She was the one that was married to Peter O'Toole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Phillips. Yeah. She's from Guaygagoen, right? And the first gig I ever did was was with the um it was Billy Billy Laredo and Barry Hammett was playing um Martin Webber was the drummer and Dave Bell was the bass player but he couldn't do the gig and I'd been rehearsing with the Jets and somebody said oh this is bloke Martin Ace he can play the bass a bit you know so because Dave couldn't do the gig so we, could you do it and I said well all right I'll do it so I went along with them in a van in the back of the van <laughs> and we went at the quick to go in public hall or somewhere like that. And um, did the gig. I didn't know what the other was doing. I had a, I had a Hofner. I can't remember what it's called. Senator bass, uh, not a bass. It wasn't a bass. It was a six string guitar with four bass strings on it in, instead of the bottom four of the guitar. And that's what I was using as a bass at the time. And we did the gig. And I can remember sitting in the back of the van afterwards. And it, Billy was there. And he got the money. I thought, what's that? He said, this, this is the money for the gig. I said, we get money for this, do we? He said, yeah. Give me. I think I had two pound ten. Two fifteen, and that was the first professional gig I did. Was there, and then of course I was with the Jets, and then I started playing with the Jets. Then, but uh, I did have a little go before I actually joined the Jets. But of course, I've been playing on my own, like you know, since I was sort of I don't know, ten, twelve, or something like that. Probably, I can't remember. I had a guitar for Christmas one of those years, maybe thirteen. I can't remember, and I didn't like it. It was a, a nice Spanish guitar, but who wanted a Spanish guitar with gut strings? I wanted an electric guitar with wire strings. That made a hell of a noise. Anyway, so I started then. But I mean, I was sort of obviously listening to Buddy Holly and stuff like that, mainly then. And uh, Lonnie Donegan, of course. I'm no different to any of the rest of them. I mean, anybody, everybody my age will tell you that. Must have been a great time back in the 60s with all the bands. There seemed to be hundreds of bands around. All well, the thing years. was, it, yeah, but it was like, it was almost like we were, I say we, you know, people like me were, Making it up, up as we went along. I mean, the Beatles are the are the, the prime example. I mean, really, if you, if you when you read about the Beatles or anything, it's much the same as what outdoors, except we never got as famous or never, you know, were as good, you know. But I mean, we were all following in there, particularly, obviously, British musicians were as well. And then, you know, the Americans caught on a little bit later on, and it all kind of turned around. I mean, everybody knows the story, but you know that is is true. I mean, we were just copying American blues, soul, rock and roll, that kind of stuff. And that's what we did. And that's what the Beatles did. And they just took it back when you did it better. Or at least, not necessarily better, but, you know, with their particular showbiz variety act charm. You know, I mean, that's what they were. They were a variety band. And then it became a monster sort of progressive rock group.
when we look at the old copies of Beatorama, which you know the, the mm. local the local music paper uh, within yeah. the world, there are bands' names that are always mentioned. That and people still love them to this day. They say the best bands we ever saw as the Jets, the Eyes of Blue. These bands always come up over and over again. What was so special about the bands? I can remember walking down the hill from the post office at St Benedict's. I, I had I just left school. I think I had. And because I was away, I went to King's College. I was away in school. I was walking down the hill with Michael Hall and Keith Davis, and we were going to see the strangers in St. Benedict's Church Hall on Sketty Road. And uh, I mean, I could hear the guitars twanging. You know, it was a summer evening. It was fantastic. Walked in, and it was the strangers were playing. And they were a little bit like the shadows. It's a bit like Cliff and the Shadows, only probably a little bit funk, a bit, I don't know, not as polished, you know, obviously. And John Phillips was the guitarist. And he then became, he joined the Jets. I mean, I couldn't believe it when I was sort of when I joined the Jets. John Phillips was the guitarist, and I thought, you know, I'm in the band with John Phillips. You know, <laughs> he's one of the first. I mean, and Roger Bateman was the, was the um, the rhythm guitarist, and that's why I went because he was I was in the same class as him in in the um, Swansea College of Further Education, which is what I was doing. You know, like then that's what I kind of. I wasn't really in school. I'd left school, but I was just going further education. But I, I wasn't any, my head wasn't there. I was into rock and roll, you know. And Roger, I'd have Futurama too, man. And I knew him, you know, and it was just fantastic. And then, it, it, like the Jets, I mean, the, the Jets asked me to join, I think, because I was a bit of a character. Not really, they never heard me playing the bass. Do you know what I mean? But I used to get up and do, we had Jimmy and the Scratches, we used to get up with the Jets and just sing. I saw her standing there till we were hoarse and then just jumped back down in the crowd. But, you know, it, it was, and then they, they said they needed a bass player because Anthony was leaving. So I joined and then learned as along. Still am. After the Jets, we had the Dream, which was the Corncrackers, which was Deke, Wes, Keith Hodge. And then Keith left and Terry joined the Corncrackers, basically. So it was, it was Deke, Terry, and Wes, and they, uh, yeah, I wasn't doing anything. I think have we finished. Yeah, we'd done the Bobcats. No, me and Terry had done the Bobcats before that in Germany. We 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 did, we did the Bobcats. That's right. I did a couple of gigs. Well, quite a few actually with Brian Breeze as a duo. We were probably the first duo. We were before Gary and Tom. We were doing okay, but I mean, it wasn't like. And this was a professional offer. Terry phoned me up from Germany. He said, "Come over for God's sake and with the Bobcats." And the bass player's falling asleep on stage. We could get rid of him. And that's true. Right. So I toddled out to um to Germany and joined the Bobcats for a, and we were playing at a American hospital, like a US Air Force hospital in Kaiserslautern. And we did a couple of other things there. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's right. And then when we came back, that's when we Terry said, Oh, I'm joining the Cornerbrackers, blah 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 blah. And the next thing they asked me to join as well. Well, he, Terry probably said, why don't we have Martin in? Because he's always doing that. So they asked me to join. And I said, well, what can I do? He said, they'll play the guitar. Because Wes was a bass player. So I borrowed the guitar off to have, which they probably wrecked. It's a beautiful Gretsch country gentleman. And then we, we formed the, the dream. And that was quite serious. I mean, we were, kind of, we were doing pretty good. And we actually, Amen Corner befriended us kind of thing. And we were doing like support spots with them up in Romford, which was their kind of stomping ground then. Because they'd already moved around. They'd had hit records by then. I think Gin House had been in the charts and Ben Me Shake Me Me. I can't remember it, but there was, they were happening, really happening. And so we got in with Ron King, their manager, and uh, and Ron wanted us to go to Australia with him. And he said, Martin, when you get to Australia, you will arrive. You will arrive. Meaning that you do all the publicity in, in front and everything like that. And um, where's he want to go? Because he, he was a working in his father's shop. I mean, this is as I read it anyway. And he said, well, I, I, I can't read, I can't read my own man. I've got to, you know, that's it. So we didn't go. So we kept on doing the dream for a bit. Then Deep joined the bystanders instead of Vic Oakley. Oh, this is so boring, man. And that was man. And they made a record and they made Revelation. And then they made Two Ounces of Plastic. And at that point, Deep said, I'm leaving the man band because my wife isn't very well and I've got to kind of look after her so I can go back to Clinetley. So I was living in London at the time 
And he said, will you step in while I got to do this? You know, I got to go down and look after Fran and blah, 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 blah. I said, yeah, okay, well, whatever. You know, I, I, yeah. I had a, an audition to do with Dantalian's Chariot, which was Zoop Money's new band after he, he, the big band split up and he was forming a band with Watch His Face from the Police, Andy, Andy Summers. And, I, and somebody I can't remember, I mean, whoever else, they asked me on the Sunday and I said, yes. But I had the audition with them on the Monday, and I didn't go. I could have been in, I could have been sting anyway. So that's so then I, I joined, and I just cut, Deep showed me what to play. You know, put your fingers here, put your fingers there, and go like this. And um, you know, I joined the band band. Then Deep came back then, but about a couple of months later, we were playing internationally with Fleetwood Mac, and um, he said, "Well, I, I feel like rejoining the band." I said, "No, that was fair enough." I said, "That was the deal." I mean, you just you were on to get away for a while and. You know, you, it's your place, you know, you do it. He said, no, no, but we, we we want you to be in the band. I said, well, what, what can I do? Well, you can play the tambourine, can you, and dance? I said, well, yeah, okay, well, I did that.
because I played with Deke since in the Jets, in the Dream, and that was a happening thing. And I mean, the Dream and the Bystands were playing together. We were all, I mean, even with the Jets, we used to mess about with the, with the Bystanders. They'd take the piss out of us and start doing the same numbers as we were doing. And we started I, singing I Get Around with the Beach Boys very badly. And they played, you know, Walking the Dog and things like that very badly. You know, we just we wanted to be each other. So eventually it all kind of worked out. The man band that became the man band then was really, it was like me and Terry and Deke and, and Clive and Mickey from the bystanders. So, I mean, you could say, you know, I mean, people say the man band was the bystanders. But, well, was it? It could have been, they could say, well, it was the dream, but with two of the bystanders or, what, you know, whatever. And it was that. It was all, everybody was mixing up. And, you know, Phil played with man and he was in the eyes of blue. Pugwash was in the eyes of blue. I played with Pugwash. Before before anything in the um, in the in the Brothers Grimm, they were the Vikings, and they were playing at St Benedict's, and that's where I met them. And I, they were fantastic; they were really really good. Peter Shane was the singer, and you know, and Pugwash was in the band, and that's where I got my bass from. I got my bass from Malwood. The, the the bass player was leaving the Vikings, and they wanted me to play with them. So then I joined them, and I played with them until we changed the name to the Brothers Grimm. And it didn't go much further. But the bass I've got now, I've still got it. I bought off Malvin in 1964 or whatever. It's a 63 bass, but I've still got it. When you look at the history of, of the band, putting man in the centre, when you look at the history mm. of the band and the bands that were all around you, like you said, there was a lot of movement, wasn't there? I mean, you, you stayed mm. with man for a couple of years, then you went. Yeah. Yeah. Deke, Deke was in and out. I think the only mainstay yeah. really was Mickey all the way through yeah of course yeah Mickey was he never left he was always there ever from day one when when you left man you formed the Flying Aces that's right yeah yeah well that was the thing I was I you know I mean you know we were just kind of I mean we'd made uh, we'd made all the records by then really I mean the last studio album we did was Do You Like It You Know with me you know when I was there but I mean you know, from a commercial point of view, we weren't doing anything. I mean, yes, we're taking off Genesis and all people like that. We were zooming off and loads of contemporaneous bands, you know, Soft Machine and people. Or, yeah, or they were all really doing it. I thought, well, we're just trying to, you know, me and Georgina just decided that we wanted to do something else. And we had a nipper, Joe. So that's what we did. And that was fantastic. But, I mean, everybody played with us. And Deke played with us. I mean, the recordings I did, Deke's playing the piano and, you know, and then of course we'd met Help Yourself by then with Malcolm and Dave Charles, Richard Treese. Richard Treese was it? We was in the Flying Aces. Phil played with the Flying Aces. It's all the same bunch. You've got to give it names. You know, you've got you've got to, like you've got to call it something. Really good fun making up new names for the same people. Really.
the Splendid Humans was the Flying Aces, but with Spiv. We did Happy Days, the, the show, with, with um, Help Yourself, flat, me, and, me and Georgina, Spiv, Roger Ruskin's beer from the Bond of Dog Band. Well, what a fantastic outfit that was. I mean, it was, it was fantastic. And we did it all, right? It was with UA, you know, we all of, all of us were with United Artists. We made a film of it and everything like that, and we took it into the office and we showed the film. And Martin Davis was there, and he said, fantastic, you know, let's do it, and all this and that. I said, we've done it. This is it. We've done it. we finished. You know, what do you mean, let's do it? You should have said that, that like last year. <laughs> Mad. I remember seeing you. Forgive me if, I'm, if I've got this wrong. I might have made it up in my mind. But I, can remember I'm not see- I can remember seeing you with a turban on, on Pebble Mill at one, back in Peter's Singh. And I swear it was you, Mickey and Deke, fronting Peter Singh. Well, I'm totally wrong. Peter Singh was... Hang on, Mickey was on that. Mickey yeah. Deke wasn't there. Deke uh, didn't have anything to do with Peter Singh, other than he knew me and I knew Peter. No, Pebble Mill was me, Mickey. Andy Weidenbach was a bass player. And I think it was Gwyn was the drummer. Gwyn, Gwincy Jones. Gwincy Jones, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I mean, me and Paul Durden were looking after Peter Singh very badly, but we were looking after him as much as anybody could, you know, because he's his own man, Peter. He wants to have a drink, you know, you know, three o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, that was a whole different thing. That was that was showbiz in a big way. It was great. It was fantastic. Peter was on the telly and things like that, much more than anybody else, apart from probably Bonnie's Bonnie time. How did that whole thing come about? Because... I met Peter at the coach house and Plum was down there with the knees and uh, Plum used to get him up to do a couple of numbers. And I said, where, where are you getting him from? He said, he works in the market. You know, he, he likes Elvis and Cliff and stuff like that. And he got up and sang. He was great. I mean, he was brilliant. Very entertaining. And then a couple of years later, I was staying at the Hope and Anchor. John Eichler was running the, the pub then. And um, Paul didn't phone me up. He said, do you fancy writing a song for Peter Singh. I said, what? He said, write a song for Peter Singh. You know, I want to, you know, I'm probably going to manage him. I said, are you mad? He said, no, no, he's fantastic. Well, I said, he's kind of entertaining, but I mean, will you write the song? I said, yeah, okay, I will. So I wrote Rockin' with the Seek. We recorded it at Nick Blow's studio and um, we got a little bit of a deal with um, Ty Davis. He had a company called Very Famous Record Company and a publisher publishing house and everything like that and they that they give us the dough i think to make that record but the funny thing is the day there was the first band like band you ever saw was the dream <laughs> he always used to say that yeah, the first band i ever saw was the dream fantastic <laughs> and now we're signing peter singh to his label and that was that rocking with the seat got it was on breakfast i can remember distinctly how can i forget it it was on the breakfast show radio one you know in 1980 or whenever we made it, I remember. It looked like he was going to do a bit, you know, but he didn't. So that was that. But anyway, recording-wise, we recorded quite a few other things. And then, of course, we did the whole Turbans Over Memphis thing. Yeah, we went to Africa. It was brilliant. We went way over time. I don't smoke dope. I don't drink bourbon. All I want to do is shake my turban. I'm a rock and 
On the Urban Turbans album, which are, which me and Paul wrote for Peter, but they, they were supposed to be demos for him to learn, but he couldn't do it. Mickey's on it. Terry's playing the drums on it. Mickey Gibbons is playing the drums on some of it from Badfinger. I mean, don't forget, Mickey Gibbons was the drummer with the flying with the flying aces. Mickey Gibbons and Richard Trees from Help Yourself, he was in the flying aces. I mean, the, all that like material that we on an album called Urban Turbans. And then Man Get Back Together, '83, Friday the Thirteenth yeah. album, and that's the first time I yeah. saw you guys live. I saw you at Penroyal Leisure Centre. You, Mickey, Deek, and Pugwash. That's right. Yeah. What a show! But you were a latecomer, you weren't you? Well, I am. I am. But no, since... you're, you're young. I mean, why not? I mean, no. I mean, a lot of people have got into the band like after it had finished. I mean, the band actually finished in '76, and um, like we reformed, yes, as you say, in in '80s. Which we said we'd never do, but we did, and then we kept going then because we couldn't do anything else. But it, it was like I don't want to call it a second wind, but what a creative period from the eighties onwards. Because you got you. Well, you yes, guys- it was. It was. It was a lot. I mean, is it even better now? I mean, the band we've got now, honestly, is pro. I mean, I know all the fans will say you're a twat and it's not true and all that, but it's just better than it was before. I mean, it's in my, I enjoy it as much. Anyway, let's put it like that. I mean, the times with Dick and Mickey and Terry and Clive were fantastic. You know, don't get me wrong. I mean, it was, it was fun. They were, and they're all great and they're all great mates and everything like that. But time goes on, people disappear. Phil. Is a genius, you know. I mean, they're all. I mean, and Phil idolized Clive. Clive idolized Phil, you know. And it's all like that. Everybody got on really well with each other, you know. It's it all kind of it was great. It was really good. But now Josh is playing, and we and James Beck, of course, who's got his own band Yowl, which are doing really well. They're they're kind of in the the groovy section in the in regards of their status in in <laughs> modern news. I don't fucking know. They played in London last night. I mean, they were. And there were loads of people there. They're doing good. That sort of really stands testament to what the quote I gave by Mickey, you know, at the start of the show, that man band, the man band's like an ocean liner with a different crew because people who saw the gig in December that you guys played at the bunkhouse mm. have all said, my God, fantastic, the best they've ever sounded. There was such positive feedback about the whole event. Yeah, I, think, I think you're right in what you're saying. And the, they were saying that the, that the band was authentic. And it is because mm-hmm. the band, the band is a moving, thing isn't it yeah i mean i i often say people say to me well how can you do it now because all those people are gone i said well let's go and see the london symphony orchestra who's the lead who's the lead violinist there now we don't even know his name you never knew when the names of any of them they're still brilliant <laughs> you know what i mean you can look at it like that you know if you, if you want to be like really sort of highfalutin about it you know, when Mickey and and then later Deke passed, is it a strange feeling when you're up on stage and you look to your left and Deke's not there? You look to your right and Mickey's not there. No, 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 because I played in with many different combinations of people within the man band. You know, and I, mean, I played on stage without Deke. I mean, Mickey actually, we did some gigs without Mickey when I think it was when he was ill, when the first time he was ill, and then we then Josh played for it. Then obviously George came in as well. So, yeah, probably then it was a bit weird, but, you know, I mean, I don't think you don't think it. It's like footballers, you know, they get kicked out of a team or they join another bunch, and they, but they just play just as good. And Tottenham are playing well, playing good. Man, I've got two big gigs coming up soon, haven't they? we got we got more than two, actually. The only thing, I found an email today about a tour that's being planned, which I, I either I forgot about or I don't know, but I'm getting on with it. Yeah, we're going to Kin Ross. We're going at the backstage at the Green. Ken Ross on um, the second, the second of February. I mean, that's a weird one. I got to go to London on the Monday. Then we're rehearsing on the Tuesday and Wednesday. Then Thursday, James is playing in London with Yowl, and then on the and that's in London. And on Friday, he's in Scotland with Man <laughs> on the second. And then we're staying in Blackpool. And then on Sunday, we're playing in a festival in in Blackpool, R and B festival. And that's and we don't miss this one. We're on at one thirty on Sunday afternoon. Now what a rock and roll time is that to play, right? You can go to church in the morning, come and see the man band, and you can go to church in the afternoon. Yeah, we got the gig on Sunday, and then we got Monday, Tuesday off, and then we're playing in the half moon in Putney on the seventh of February. 
So I've done I've, I've done my own promoting, and uh, and then we you know we've got like you know in August we're we're I noticed there's a festival in Germany that we're doing Finkenbach. It's not confirmed yet, but that's a possibility. And in the summer, yeah, we'll probably be back at the half moon as well in the summer. So, and we yeah, we got we got the in card we're in cardigan on the fourth of or I think it's the fourth third of August, the third of August, the um, Doctor Sardonicus, yeah, psychedelic festival. I can see your face, but you're still loving all this. You love you love the music, yeah. Of course, I mean, I wouldn't do it otherwise. I mean, I bet everybody says that too. I mean, you know, I'm not doing it for the money, Mike. Yeah. Mm-hmm.